When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to get your brand and an advert for it gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across Acast's other hit podcasts? Well, you can. We will even get creative and make the ad for you. Contact us through producerpool.co.uk and we will tell you all about the available sponsorship offers. Today on Fantasy Five, it's England versus Scotland. For our Euro specials, the Noise Next Door are creating European-themed five-a-side football teams. Both sides are going to be using characters from fiction, history and real life, as long as they hail from the appropriate nation. We'll also see what happens when the teams battle it out on the pitch. National pride is on the line. My name's Tom, I am your host today. And for the first time ever on Fantasy Five, I do not have a pundit by my side to join me. There's been a bit of an error, and our guest, Mark Nelson, who was meant to be joining us for today, sadly can't. And so, in shocking news, we are going to pitch Robin Hatcher of The Noise Next Door against Matt Grant of The Noise Next Door in a noise versus noise traditional Fantasy Five matchup. Guys, how are you feeling? Robin, your Team England today. What's going on? Oh, Team England, mate. I'm doing it. I'm, I, listen, I. I think that my first love was the England national team, right? So it's really a delight because for the first time since doing these European podcasts, I can say that, yes, I am actually English, like 100%. I'm not just, I've not just been there once in 2004. I've, I've been here loads <laughs> for every year. Um, uh, you know, family, East Anglia, through and through, born and bred. Oh, God, I'm so excited to be managing England. It's, it's a dream come true, and I consider this my official application for the role to the FA should things go south with Southgate. <laughs> and, Matt, you're going to be Team Scotland today. Matt, how Scottish are you? Uh, I'm actually way more Scottish than the Swedish team I was in charge of. Uh, my, surname is, <laughs> my surname is Grant. We actually have Scottish ancestry. We've got kilts and all sorts of stuff. And uh, obviously, my uh, my people have been training for this the whole lives. I believe the Glasgow Kiss is pretty much just a header. Yes, in many ways it is. It's Robin versus Matt. It's England versus Scotland. As always, ladies and gents, there may be spoilers here. I don't know if we've got any fictional English people or Scottish people, but if there are, you may hear facts about the endings of their stories. We would love you to head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow, review us five stars, and tell your mates about the show. We'd love them to hear it as well. Without any further ado, let's hear those fantasy fives. We begin with Robin. We begin with England. How's the team lining up, Robin? 
Really well, mate. It, it, listen, it's 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 a really strong side. I, I've gone for quite an attacking lineup, actually, which is um, unusual. But I think, generally speaking, if you look through uh, history uh, in English people, we tend to be uh, villains. We're not. We've not been historically great. We're not being no. massively great currently. If you look at the political sphere and in in fiction, generally, if you have an English accent, you're a bit of a dickhead, aren't you? So I've got quite an <laughs> aggressive, uh, quite a villainous team, but I'm okay with it. Um, I think I'm going to start before we even get into the the players. I'm going to start with my home stadium because um, okay. I am the home team today. And so the home stadium is just my back garden, actually, here in Brighton right. uh, is, is my home stadium, uh, mainly because I just want to give it less journey time. You know, I don't want it to have to travel too far when it comes home. OK, that's the main reason. It's already here. OK, so that's going to be the uh, the stadium, just my back garden. Um, yeah. And uh, do you know what? Let's start. Uh, let's start up front. I'm going to start with my strikers. I've got two strikers, quite an attacking lineup. Two yeah. strikers. Then I've got a uh, a playmaker, uh, at, sort of in the midfield, quite an attacking playmaker, and then a defender at the back with my obvious my goalie. So I'll start with my uh, my first striker, and that is the one and only Robin Hood. It's Robin of Loxley. Robin Hood, mm. not- Nottingham's finest. Um, Any relation? It- no relation, but can you imagine? That's, that's imagine how relations work. Yeah, first names. Me, me and Robin from Batman and Robin get on like a house on fire. But no, he is... Uh, well, listen, first of all, accurate, right? Boring. Of course he's accurate. He's an archer. He's a striker. He's an archer. He's really, really accurate. He's good with, with a bow, therefore he's going to be good with his feet. We've seen that before. Another thing we've seen before, and Matt, you're going to love this. What does he, what does he wear? He wears green, green all the time. He's going to blend in with the grass, which I know is Matt Grant's favourite tactic. I do love blending with the grass. It's all about earth tones, people. <laughs> exactly. And also, isn't it good? Because Robin Hood is doing this without being naked at all. Like, he's fully clothed and blending in with the grass, <laughs> unlike Yoda and the, the Incredible Hillock. He's, uh, he's going to be... So, looks great in his tights, which is, uh, which is a, a nice sort of fashion extra. Um, I think the main tactic for him, though, is Robin Hood... It's going to be incredibly easy for him to nick a goal, isn't it? And I, I mean that very literally. So if at any point yeah. the Scottish team takes the lead, he's going to take one of theirs and give it to me because he literally steals from the rich and gives to the poor. So he's not actually going to score anything. It's just if Scotland go 2-1 up, then he's going to have that. And then England are now 2-1 up because that's, that's how it works. I would suggest to you, Robin, though, that historically, if you're looking at the rich and the poor, England is definitely the richer nation than Scotland, especially throughout history. Are you not worried about that? Well, no, because I, this is really for the, the goals. I'm not. He's not having any money. He's just taking actual points, so right. he can do that on the fly. You know, people people who get richer, he, it doesn't it doesn't really matter what the history of that is. He'll do it on the fly. Um, okay. There's a few a few cool things about Robin Hood that I found out. So uh, in some medieval dialects, so this is obviously a very, very old story, like 1300s. And in some medieval dialects, uh, hood and wood are pronounced the same. So it could be Robin of the Wood or it could be Robin Hood. They're sort of pronounced identically uh, in sort of Middle English. However, Robert, so instead of Robin, it could have been Robert, which would have been pronounced in a French accent because of the time that we were in with Middle English and Saxon English and things like that. Um, it, it, it could that's that pronounced in a French accent would just be the word robber, right? Robert. So there is a there is a, a myth, a rumor that perhaps he wasn't ever called Robin Hood. He was just simply the robber of the woods and therefore potentially not only one man. It could have been 
loads. It could have just been loads of people who were just mm. in the woods stealing it's from people. It's a phrase for robbers of, wo- of the woods. Yeah, yeah. And mm. then through mythology, that's become one individual. And then we've got, you know, the fantastic Disney versions. And then, you know, if you've been to Nottingham, the amazing statues of, of, a, of a hunky man in tights uh, with a bow and arrow. Um, so obviously Kevin I'm Costner. taking that one. I'm taking the mythology one. But I thought that was interesting. Uh, just a little side note. Um, yeah, I like it. Obviously, for his accessory, he's taking his bow and arrow because that's super accurate. And, like, I'm not going to... You know, he's not traditionally particularly violent, Robin Hood, so I'm not going to encourage him to shoot the players, but I am going to encourage him to sort of, you know, tomfoolery. So I don't know who the Scottish team have got, but if they're wearing a shirt, for instance, if an arrow goes through your shirt and sort of, you know, pins you to the pins you to the side of the stadium, or in my case, my back garden fence, uh, that's just annoying, <laughs> right? And it's just it's just a bit of skullduggery. Um, there's there's actually an account in from 1188 uh, of the uh, of the type of bow that Robin Hood would have used, sort of a, a, a well. It's actually a Welsh longbow, uh, and this this particular tale. A longbow, a Welsh a Welsh longbow. That's in. I'm not sure Welsh he's going to be able to bring a Welsh longbow onto the pitch for English team. I'm not sure the Welsh are going to be up for that. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would argue. <laughs> I would, I would say very much that. I mean, is Adidas a British make? English make? Yes, yes, it is. Yep. Is it? Oh right, yeah. okay, all right. Well, in that case, who up. knows? Don't uh, look it up. So basically, but this 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 uh, this this story from 1188 tells of an oak door, apparently the width of a man's palm, that got penetrated by one of the arrows from these bows. That's how powerful they were. So mm. I just think that's that's a hell of an accessory, isn't it? So uh, so Robin Hood, my striker. Mm. I just don't think you can argue with it. Penetrative. <laughs> Strong penetration already from Robin's team. Or, I mean, he feels like an excellent choice for striker, even though you did explicitly point uh, out he wasn't going to score any goals himself. He was just going to steal others. He's going to nick them. That was a, He's going to nick them. Well, I mean, no, that's what you said. It's the tactic. No, I didn't. Who's I next said, up, I said, Robin? No, I we definitely said it. We replay the it, tape. We, I heard please what Please do. Said. Please do, Tom, because I said it's easy <laughs> to nick a goal. So he can nick a goal as well as stealing oh, yeah, the opposition's yeah. one. You he can that. actually nick a goal. Another point. You used the phrase... He's not going to score any goals. He's just going to nick one. <laughs> that was the main tactic. The main tactic. But we've got a second. We've got a second striker, so it doesn't matter. He's not on his own. Uh, and that second striker, another, an, another giant, a giant of English of English history. It's, it's Henry VIII. It's Henry VIII. Yeah. Now, before anybody gets moany about him being fat, right, he lived a very, very long life, right? But at the prime of his life, he was a six foot two man with a 32 inch waist. Right. This this was true until he was 42. And when he was 42, he got a, a, a terrible jousting injury and it, it went like it went ulcerous and like really, really stopped him from moving. And, <laughs> and this is so good. In four years, four years from after this happens, that happened at 42. So by the time he was 46, he went from a 32 inch waist to a 52 inch waist. Like okay. that is some gains. Yeah. Oh, my God, Henry. So I'm going to take him at. Before the age of 42, let's go for 35, when he's described as just being, like, Adonis-like. Apparently he was just big and muscular and athletic, and it's not the Henry that you think of. Um, but I, I like that about him. The same thing as Robin as well, in terms of the uh, the blending in with the pitch, Matt. And I know I know you're, you're worried about that particular tactic. Go on. <laughs> he's going to do it, but only on the sleeves, because he's got green <laughs> sleeves. So just hands on the floor. And then, uh, and you won't see that he's got arms, and you'll think, "Look at this! Look at this! Look at this little six foot two worm man!" And then suddenly, bang! He's up, and he's off. That would surprise me. Yeah, of course, Henry um, has, has already has a, a club team in Fantasy Five. He was uh, playing for Kings and Queens. So this is now his national team uh, yeah. jump, jumping ship to his national duties as an Englishman. 
Yeah, I'm also uh, going to say that Henry is my captain. Um, mm. I just think he's the uh, spoilers for my coming up team, but he is the only member of royalty I've chosen. I don't uh, because of this. I just don't think that they play nicely together. If you've got multiple kings, multiple queens, uh, they're fine at the club level, but you don't want to see multiple kings on a national team. I think so. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to be my uh, my striker. Um, he's tenacious. This is this is another thing I love about Henry. I mean, he created an entirely new religion just so he could divorce and have sex with somebody new. So yeah. he's he's driven. Some would say entitled, but I'm saying driven, um, and, <laughs> and that's uh, that's that's going to be part of his um, his his charm. I also think he's going to be great for the fans because I'm I'm choosing him uh, as a younger man, and in in 1515. Henry VIII was described, and I quote, this is his grandfather who said this, right? He was, quote, he was des- described as, <clears throat> the handsomest potentate I have ever set eyes on. Later, he became an Adonis with an extremely fine calf on his leg. <laughs> <laughs> so his granddad was just like, shit, this guy's got some good calves. Mm, yeah. Look at Henry's really calves. It like he fancied his grandson a little bit, didn't it? Little bit, but listen, this is 1500 England royalty. Of course they did. Of course they did, Tom. Simpler times. Um, yeah. So the uh, yeah. So that 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 calf. That's part of the reason he's on the team. Just good at kicking. Um, and uh, yeah, he comes with uh, with well, certainly four uh, fan sort of cheerleaders with him. His wives are all going to come and sort of support from the support from the <laughs> sidelines. Only four of them, obviously. Two couldn't make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think any of them would support him? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe the last from, one. Me, yeah. All right. Maybe. Because she lived, she outlived him, didn't she? She did, yeah. So, you know, I feel like she'd be like, well, who was the last one? Uh, Catherine Parr was the last one. Catherine Parr, yeah. I think Catherine Parr would be there um, because because of that, because she's not had enough of him. You know, she's not sick of him like like the others. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I don't know if the others are turned up. Anne Boleyn's not going to, she's not going to no. be there, is she? She would Jane Seymour, she, she died whilst married to him just... Um, you childbirth, know, after childbirth. So, like, she mm. still. The story goes is that she was the one that really loved him. You know. Okay. So she might well, be there if if ghosts are okay. Yeah, yeah, she can come. <laughs> she can come. And um, the uh, quick side note, actually, weirdly about Henry VIII. Uh, for those of you listening who know the Tom Horton, who is a great stand-up comedian, used to be in the Noise Next Door, and uh, he, he his he lives in the Tower of London. That's his uh, actual home. Look at all of his social media. If you need any explanation of that, check out his social <laughs> media. But one story is, I was around his house a while ago, uh, having a cup of tea from uh, a mug, and on that mug was a picture of Anne Boleyn with like a few facts about Anne Boleyn and as I was sipping my tea Tom went you see over there and I was just looking out on the courtyard and I was like yeah yeah he's like that's where she was killed I was like oh it's a bit much isn't it <laughs> it's too soon it yeah <laughs> a bit on the nose but there you go um, so those are my two strikers my strike force we've got Robin Hood and Henry VIII coming back now to my, my, my attacking playmaker I think this is a great shout I'm going for Margaret Thatcher Margaret Thatcher my attacking playmaker She's an incredible, incredibly, incredibly focused player. She's driven, obviously. She's incredibly powerful. Now, I don't know... I think they have to be driven if you're a prime minister, because... You're not allowed to throw yourself anymore. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I um, I don't know. Like, I don't know about you know p- her politics aside. Okay, I'm picking her for a footballing prowess. Um, I don't know if I agree with her politics. I'm just going to say that outright. But, but like, let's say that she she's a good footballer. And there's there's a few stories from her life that make her good for this. Right. The first one is: Did you know that she lost her first two elections? Like, got utterly defeated in her first two elections, and then managed to bounce back to become the first female prime minister of the UK. I think that's pretty cool. That shows a, a resilience, a willingness to keep going, bouncing back. It makes me hopeful if she gets injured that she's going to be back. She's going to be absolutely fine. She's not going to take any defeats earlier in the season to heart. I think she'd be a really, really good shout there. Uh, in 1984 as well in Brighton, which is quite close to the home stadium, so I hope there's no traumatic memories here because she survived the bombing. Uh, the IRA blew up uh, the hotel on the seafront. And uh, mm. it, it was like in her room, the bomb. So like she was just in an adjoining part of the room and in the toilet, the bomb went off, caused like quite significant destruction. Uh, but did she let it bother her? No. Two hours later, <laughs> she delivered the speech she was already she was meant to be giving. Just completely didn't phase her at all. And I think that's, I just think that's tough. That's amazing. So finished her yeah. wee did that yeah, yeah so that sort of toughness uh, is why she's there um, yeah. the reason she's a playmaker really is I, I can't anticipate her getting many goals herself but as we know she is always creating strikes she loves creating a strike <laughs> <laughs> left right and centre strike 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 strikes oh, yeah. um, and uh, you didn't like that one you're going to you're going to hate this one. Uh, she, she, she's very focused on the attack. Very focused yeah. on the attack. Okay, she, she won't go back to defence. She's not going to do it uh, because she faces towards the opposition goal. And uh, this lady is not for turning. Wait. <laughs> it was a long build up. So Margaret Thatcher, playmaker. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you've given. To, I like that you've gone for her footballing prowess, not her politics. Yeah, I, I hear that she was just an excellent footballer, just to, just generally. Uh, hey, yeah. this this is a very attacking-minded team so far. We've got two strikers and someone who's just about creating strikes and yeah. not turning. Uh, yeah. What? yeah, she never turns. Uh, uh, what I'm expecting now, Robin, is a very solid defender, someone yeah. really strong in defence yeah. here to look after the back. Yeah, you're in luck. I only need one defender um, because my defender is Sherlock Holmes. Come on. I mean, Mm. frankly, need I say more? I'm going to because we're doing a podcast and that's very much the form. But um, but, (laughs) but really, need I say more? The reason he's in defence is he defends the rule of law in London. Okay? Now, he's not doing this for free. You have got to pay him, but that's all right because he's got a great club team over at... um, opium athletic and uh, he uh, he gets paid really well over there uh, but yeah he, he defends the rule of law so he, he's the defender of the people he's um so that's the reason he's in defense For, he is crazy clever like everyone knows this about him of course he's an intelligent man and um what i'm going to use that for is not only is he going to be physically um sort of full of prowess we see him fight all the time you know he's, he's he's nippy with that cane he's a bit of a you know a bit of a physical threat but um also he's going to be able to get right into the players minds you know like not only sort of telling you what you had for breakfast and where your shoes were from but also like what your wife thinks of you how inadequate you are in bed. He's going to know. He's going to know everything. Uh, so if there is any little, oh, a little niggling doubt of, well, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to be alone for a very, very long time. He'll know that you're thinking that and he'll make you feel like you're going to be alone forever. And I just think that's a, I think that's a threat, a mental threat. 
when you when you were saying he'll be able to get into your minds, he'll be able to. Like, he's going to say, "Know which way you're going to go with the ball, or know where you're going to shoot." But no, you were talking about affairs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can't see the future. He can. He can. I think he'd be able to like work. I think he'd have a good idea of where you're going to go based yeah. on your previous behavior. Analyze the game plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 people are by their very nature. Uh, surprising, right? And unexpected sometimes. So I, I wouldn't rely exclusively on that, but it's definitely yeah. part of the tactic. Mm. Yeah. Is it a thing actually in regular football that often players on other seat, you know, teams like, so someone goes down the tackle and they're like, oh, I'll help you up. But they're actually whispering stuff like, you know, oh, I, I saw you your uh, famous you know girlfriend on uh, in the newspapers and she, oh my god her dress was so last season and they get into their heads that way <laughs> and that is the thing isn't it well they just call them like oh stupid face but they whisper it like you so say the camera sense it yeah the, the mental game is surely part of it it's definitely part of it there's a story from um, there's a there's a, a an old uh, journalist, a columnist called The Secret Footballer. Some people might have heard of him. And he was just a, a championship and Premier League footballer who just wrote a column about what it's like to actually play for a Premier League and a championship side. And there's an amazing story about like when people are lining up to take a corner, apparently people just pinch each other <laughs> in the box. Just like like pinching each other, like, like real preschool stuff. I love it. Oh my uh, word. So yeah. Yeah. So some, some like, you know, a little bit of uh, some, yeah. some niggling here and there, some insults. I think that will go go a long way to riling up the Scottish and also Scotland. They're not known for holding their temper, are they? So I can see <laughs> well. some red cards coming here. <laughs> um, Sherlock Holmes has got some accessories. Um, of course. And his accessory is going to be the entirety of the Baker Street Irregulars. Um, just his <laughs> band on. of Cockney pickpockets. Hang, hang on. You're trying to bring a group of, of ne'er-do-wells and children as a single accessory. Yeah. Mm. You can have a magnifying glass and nothing more. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that is pushing the boundaries of the phrase accessory. Like no. that's a group of that's a, that's the, the Baker Street Irregulars are their own five-a-side football team. Okay, all right, fair enough. In that case, he's going to bring a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? He'll have a revolver instead. Oh, yeah, well, well, that's better. That's that's the rules, and you're allowed a gun. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. All right, uh, we're going to move on to my final player. Uh, it's my goalie. It's it's the one and only. Now, I'm not. I'm still not 100% certain. I'm going to choose... Yeah. There's two parts to my goalie, okay? Ooh. And I would argue as a... Uh, and, and I'm interested to see how the ref feels about this, but I believe that they are one player because I believe that part of it is the uniform and part of it is the player, okay? So my, my, my goalkeeper... I'm so excited about where this is going. <laughs> my goalkeeper is the Elizabeth Tower, which is more commonly known uh as Big Ben. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. so Big Ben is obviously the bell, but I would say that that's like the brain. That's like the brain, and, and Elizabeth Tower it, it, at the Palace of Westminster. That is the that's the the chassis that allows it to exist. So I, I, I'm sure. I'm petitioning to have both. Well, yeah, I mean that yeah. seems obviously true. The 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 bell is the brain of the clock. That's just obvious. No one's going to deny <laughs> you that, Robin. We're not monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Great. In that case, I'm, we'll call it Big Ben. I know Big Ben yeah, is yeah. the bell. No, 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 it's some, it's some a common nomenclature. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know someone's going to tweet us being like, well, actually, that's the name of the bell. And Shut up. I don't care. You've addressed so, it well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Big Ben, he's, uh, he's, he's in my goal. Uh, why? He's big. His name's Ben. Big Ben. The biggest of yeah. Bens. Um, <laughs> listen, the things we know about Big Ben, incredibly safe hands. He's a clock. He's got incredibly safe hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good. yeah. I'd like to, see, like to see you get past those hands. He's got three of them, just sort of one that spins quite fast, and the other one's very slow, 
like very slow. I, I think I, I don't I don't back the hour hand to get many saves, but the minute no. hand could be good, and the second yeah. hand that's going to get quite a lot of saves. I think. Does the Big Ben clock have a second hand? Uh, like I'm going to install one. Stuff. <laughs> I'm going to install one beforehand. Um, yeah, but I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to loosen the nuts of uh, of the of the the clock hands a little bit, so they're yeah. a bit loosey goosey, so that he can right. he can fling them around a bit more than he normally would. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he he's very reliable and incredibly experienced. I mean, he's very old, right? He's been going for a long, yeah. long, long time. Um, let's not. We don't even need to worry about his size. Obviously, I've I've covered that he's very, very big. I imagine he'd be incredibly punctual. And if he was late for any reason, you could really you could really have a go at him because it's very obvious when you should be here. Um, the only downside for me for Big Ben is he's not going to be the most popular member of the team, and that's something given that Margaret Thatcher's on the team because Big Ben. <laughs> He's just a massive bell. <laughs> Big Ben. And that's my goalie. I've got some, uh, got some backup players. Do you want to hear about them? You, any thoughts on Big Ben? Or do you like it? I'm, I'm looking, I can't see any second hand on him. I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of Big Ben. I can't see any second hand. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like most big cocks don't have second hands. But Robin yeah. has clearly stated he's going to install one. So I guess we're going to say the new installed second hand is the accessory you're bringing. Let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah good um also i don't know if any any of you have seen the the robert downey jr uh sherlock holmes movie because obviously yeah. sherlock holmes is in my defense but there's a really good sequence where robert downey jr is inside big ben like in the in the clock face and Ooh, uh is that gonna be okay relationship yeah no one on the team <laughs> no i'm happy in, with it he was in they're him. just mates right. they're just mates right. no, they're just sort of like <laughs> friendly close. inside each other like mates do like we sometimes do you know like friendly, friendly. <laughs> sure okay uh, yeah um i've got a few like sort of uh, i've got one sub i only need one sub obviously now I'm as I've said. I'm from England. I'm from a little place called Newport, which is near a town called Saffron Walden in in Essex, East Anglia. And um, when I was at school in primary school, it, there was a, there was a, there was a, I was in, I was about six years old, right? And a kid in my school. I'm not going to full name him, but his his first name is Kesley. Kesley told me when when we were six years old that he was already playing for the Norwich first team. <laughs> and so for that reason alone, he's on the bench. I know we're not allowed footballers, so he can't play, but he's going to be there for sort of coaching purposes. He was six years old and he was already playing for Norwich first team. And he was just like, whenever we looked, he was like, you can look at the team pictures if you want. And whenever we looked at the team pictures, he just said that he couldn't make it because he was at school the day it was taken. And we were like, fair enough, it's daytime. (laughs) Robin, I know we're not allowed professional footballers, but you know what? I'm going to allow you this six-year-old boy, Kesley, who was definitely part of the Norwich first team. Yes! Whoa, one slip through. Yes. He is going to get me a hat trick. He's going to get me a hat trick. Um, (laughs) Commentary by David Attenborough, obviously. Commentary by David Attenborough. Um, And we've got, weirdly, quite an important player. Well, part of the team is our finance. How are we going to pay for all this stuff? You know, moving Big Ben all the time is quite important. So we have got a director of finance and fundraising. And it's Captain Tom. He's just walking all the time around the stadium. <laughs> just constantly walking around the stadium. We never let him sit down. He's just always walking. Oh. And, uh, you know, 32 million is what we can hope for. So, What a um, legend. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's, a, it's an impressive lineup, Robin. It's pretty good. Uh, well, no, I, I mean, I kind of like the lineup. The only one I have a problem with, you've got Thatcher as the playmaker. Probably would have gone Shakespeare myself. I thought about Shakespeare. Um, but the trouble is, is that I don't know anything about Shakespeare and uh, I didn't want to learn. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I would have only had him for that joke. So yeah, for the, for the oh, playmaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> there... <laughs> oh, I'm really embarrassed. More. I wasn't there at all. I wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. uh, yeah, Play I feel good about my team. All right. Yeah, yeah you shit. Should. I'm gonna lose now. After that, Robin, remind us of your fantasy five. I've got Robin Hood and Henry VIII up front. I've got Margaret Thatcher as a playmaker. I've got Sherlock Holmes in defence and in goal is Big Ben with Kesley. Oh, I've full named him. (laughs) 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 Six-year-old Kesley on the bench. Oh my goodness. There we go. England's team. I'm sure you were all expecting to see Kesley in there uh, when we announced this podcast. Hey. Tell you what, we're going to have a short break and get back with Matt's Scottish tea. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. We are back. It's time for Matt. It's time for Scotland. What have you got, buddy? I'm going to start with my captain, and his name is Sir Sean Connery. Oh, big name, big name. Keep yeah. going. Scotland's most successful son, or as he would say, Scotland's most successful son. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's my captain. I mean, of all of the Highlanders I could have picked, there can be only one. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the rock of the team. He can bond the team together. Uh, he's already, you know, top of the Premier League of extraordinary gentle. Ah, ex- oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's already the top of the Premier League of extraordinary gentlemen. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got so many skills. He he just points his fingers to where he wants the players to score, and they do it. That's why they call him the Goldfinger. <laughs> Lightning on the pitch, thunder on the ball, untouchable in the box. Sean Connery. <laughs> Right, listen. I'm going to let you have all those jokes, but he, he, we're not. I'm not letting you have the Bond jokes. Bond is very much England. He's very much England. You've said them, but you can't have him for those reasons. Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm appealing. I mean, Sean Connery is the iconic Bond, though. You can't take that away from Sean. And Sean, yeah. Scottish as Scottish can be. And also, his Bond like, is the one that does all the, all the football stuff. So surely I could be allowed that. 
Like there's the there's the famous scene we all remember when James Bond uh, is is he's there and he asked the villain uh, if the ball is out of reach do you expect me to leave it and the baddie replies no Mr Bond I expect you to dive <laughs> classic it's a classic bit I can't I can't be denied that I, I, it's going to be hard for me to turn that down remember I did let you have your bell brain clock so yeah fair enough all right fine all right I just I mean I just think you're not giving him enough credit for being Indiana Jones's dad but fine yeah he can he can wear the hat. He can wear the old man hat from Indiana yeah. Jones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I figure you've, you've got to have him on. He is, uh, I think, the is what Scotland is made of. Yeah, I think if you dig anywhere below sort of about three feet into the soil in Scotland, you just hit uh, pure Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you guys approve of this, I assume? I mean, I have no issues with uh, Sean Connery. Yeah. It feels like a... An excellent, if not obvious choice, but an obvious choice is obvious because it's excellent. So good job. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I've i got him as captain. I'll have him in the centre because that is a position I learned recently and it's very exciting for me. Very <laughs> <laughs> um, good. So, uh, yeah, he, he's the man in charge. So uh, we're going to have a lot of other uh, famous Scots uh, obviously backing him up. Uh, in goal, yeah. I'm going to have Fat Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. Austin may power the ball, but in goal, fat bastards is out. So yeah, I I'm really into this pick. I'm delighted, by the way, now that I didn't have any of the Baker Street Irregulars because they are roughly baby sized, and we all know what fat bastard can do with babies. I know. Actually, it kind of leads into my main tactic with fat bastard. Uh, basically, he can swallow the ball, run it down the pitch, and crap it in the baddie's goal. <laughs> Obviously, pre- previously he ate a baby, so presumably had to crap it out at some point. Uh, so all the science makes sense. And if anything, balls don't have all those tricky limbs the babies have to get caught on your colon. So it's going to be easier for him. Oh, God, it's really yeah. good. I think. I think. I think. I think that's. I think you've won. I think we can stop there and call it a day. I think you've won. <laughs> I mean, Fat Bastard, of course, it's interesting. So far, you've had uh, Sean Connery, a Scot, who famously played an Englishman, and now you've got Fat Bastard, a Scot, who was famously played by a Canadian. Do you have any feelings about this multinational element to your team? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, Sean Connery, I would argue that he always plays a Scottish person, really. I mean, he was uh, in, uh, in the uh, historically accurate uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Obviously, you've got your boy, uh, Robin Hood, uh, Robin, and, and he, was, he had, obviously, Kevin Costner playing him, very authentic uh, English accent. I am Robin of Loxley. You know, and it, <laughs> yeah. we all believe that. Uh, but then, of course, at the very end, King Richard comes along. I am King Richard of England. And he... Uh, <laughs> I, I would argue Sean Connery's always played a Scotsman. Um, even in uh, even in the Untouchables, he's playing an Irish cop. But he's, you know, <laughs> you know, what are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to do? Uh, yeah, he's he's Scottish in that as well. He won an, he won an Oscar for for being uh, doing the wrong accent in that one. So you know, what, what can you say? Um, fat bastard is he wears a kilt. So and he has yeah, bagpipes. That's, that's- I think that's yeah. good enough for oh, me. Oh, no, Fat go. Bastard is undeniably extra Scottish. No doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's got the hunger for the game. He's got the titties for the game. And he's dead sexy. <laughs> so that's, you know, I don't want to knock him. I'm going to have him in it. Also, he's very athletic. He does do sumo wrestling in uh, in one of the movies. <laughs> does he? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. He, they, they find him in, uh, in in Japan, I think, and he's, uh, he's a sumo wrestler. And he's doing very well as a career, you know, as an athlete. So <laughs> he's got the stamina. He has a high-protein diet, eats a lot of chicken. 
by the bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that he is a, a comedic genius character, but I, I really think that there's a lot to be said for he's the best character ever to grace our screens. I love it so much. It makes me it makes me it makes me howl with laughter, fat bastard. It's just so funny. Like, he's yeah. so comedic genius, but he's the best character regardless of comedy. You, you just yeah. you took out the comedy. You, he's the greatest yeah. fictional character ever yeah. portrayed on screen. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, also you say he's got obviously a Canadian inside him, but one person once uh, someone did actually say that Mike Myers is the man of a thousand voices, all of them Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good line. Uh, right, I'm going to have a winger, uh, another new position like that. Very exciting. I'm going to have Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, on the wing. Huge. Literally. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, huge. I mean, I was thinking, oh, maybe a good choice for goal. Uh, obviously, a lot of, you know, taking up the space there. But why waste the fact that Nessie is rapid? I mean, no one has ever caught her. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just, you know, lightning up the wing. Uh, she she kicks that ball and it just plessia soars through the air. <laughs> so she's got that skill on her. Uh, her footwork, I, I will say it can be a bit of a flap. But overall, you just, you can't deny she's a legend. <laughs> yeah. We're pun heavy on Team Scotland today. It is a bit strong on the puns, yeah. N- Nessie Nessie's obviously an icon, isn't she? Uh, feels like yeah. a really good pick. And I, I appreciate you don't have her in goal. She's she's obviously got those evasion skills that you need as a winger. Um, yeah. Uh, she's obviously a good shout for winning headers. Why? She's got a really long neck. She's a plessiosaur. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were I waiting for a pun. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting for the pun. pun. It didn't come. <laughs> My, I have just one concern about Nessie as a pick, which is yeah, that yeah. like no one has ever actually seen her, so we, we don't know. We are, we've been we, listen. We believe the myth. We believe the legend that she's uh, that she's this big dinosaur thing. But like, what if she's just like a big duck, or do you know what I mean, or like something? We we have no idea. She might be a slug, just a big sea slug. We we don't know that she's uh, that she's uh, all the things that she's cracked up to be. So what I'm saying is, you're taking a massive risk picking her because you she- you don't you don't know. I know. Is, she all, is it all talk? Can she actually yeah. back it up? Uh, well, mm. I'll answer you with one thing. Nessie sounds like messy. Oh, fair enough, <laughs> yeah. And that is so a footballer. What, just going to check here that you're proposing that if it yeah. is a conspiracy theory and there is no Loch Ness Monster, that that has been fully made up by Lionel Messi. So Lionel Messi is the Loch Ness Monster. Is that what, you, is uh, that what you're saying? Or... That's almost more detail than I was thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you've attributed quite I a lot you, to that, I, there, Robin. <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've tried to make logic of what uh, of I, arguably what was not a logical thing I just said. <laughs> uh, but okay. no, I, I, I believe Nessie is real. I'm gonna, I'm a believer. I think she's real. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I thought you were going to say the major downside is that she's just going to come up blurry in all the team photos. Uh, that was genuinely the only downside I thought of for the whole for the whole pick. So she looks weirdly like a log in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How does she get away with? How does she do on sort of away fixtures? Obviously, my garden is not. It's not got a huge amount of water in it. I, I've got a paddling pool. I can fill that up, and she can be in there if you want. Is that is that any good? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I sort of ask to require. You know, just as part of her sort of her need. Yeah, could we have a like a little splash person on 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 side side a pitch for a little yeah. bucket? Just yeah, okay. Just sort of tossing the paddling pool of uh, <laughs> of, of yeah. sloshiness. Like when a like when a whale beach. Just it. some sprinklers. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the end of Free Willy. Yeah, just just keep just keep it wet, and then uh, we can all just enjoy the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, like you say, she's a legend. Absolutely, legends. Now, uh, I'm so glad uh, you guys uh, aren't sick of all the Scottish puns yet, because hold on. 
as we go into my defender, Alexander Graham Bell. Mm. Some say he's a bit phony. Uh, I think he's a great call. Uh, always gets a good reception. And he's not here just as a ringer. Always remains engaged and can hold up the line for ages. Fantastic receiver. Does have a few hang-ups, but always makes strong connections. I thank you. I thank you. I bow upon the podcast. (laughs) That was consistent as well. That was, what was that, eight eight on the bounce there, Matt? Nine. Nine. (laughs) Robin, you've got to to worry about that. Alexander, if you don't know, he he invented the telephone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Should have made me open with that fact. People just listening going, well, this, I don't know what this guy did. <laughs> Is that why we say I'll give you a bell? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, what a man. I mean, Alexander Graham Bell, in defence there, obviously you just gave a, a, a lot of good reasons there. Um, I, I don't want to push you for any more like true facts about Alexander Graham Bell. I feel like a lot of your research time went on nine puns, but have you got any other reasons that he's a great defender? Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you kind of look into the uh, the history of him and, like, uh, everything that he did in his life, then, yeah, you would have done more research than I did. I, <laughs> looked, I looked up words to do with telephones and made up puns on them. Uh, I assume he was... Was he a phys- physically fit chap? Uh, I, think he, I think he was rather sort of a senior bearded gentleman. Uh, he All his yeah. life, he was always an old bearded man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he lived to be—he lived to quite old, considering. So apparently, uh, Wikipedia tells me he died at the age of seventy-five in nineteen twenty-two, and that's pretty good going. That's great odds, yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, fa- fairly, uh, fairly healthy. Um, and you know, we know he was inventive. He, you know, good communication with the rest of the team. Uh, so yeah, I think that um, I think he's a great pick, and I applaud your nine non-stop puns. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking up some fascinating facts about him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't, haven't found them yet, but uh, there are loads of facts <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, well, that brings me, I, uh, so that's my defender. Uh, finally, in, in the midfield, right in the middle of all the action there, I'm going to have a man in a kilt doing cartwheels. <laughs> uh, the tactic, of course, being distraction. I mean, the human body, sure, it's a beautiful thing, but there is a reason why windmills aren't made of skin. <laughs> and just nobody wants to see that. So the idea, this guy in a kilt doing cartwheels, uh, it's going to sound like a ham radio, that's for sure. Oh, that's what a ham radio... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, like a ham telephone. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's going to be doing that. Your, your English team, Robin, are all going to be... Well, I would say wanting to sort of close their eyes and not look at such a thing. There's always a right danger you're going to run into it, though, isn't there? If you've got your yeah. eyes closed. So they're just going to be running the other way. Also, uh, if if the distraction fails, then incredible tackle. I was actually trying to steer, stay clear of the puns on this one. A little bit cheap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, a, bit, yeah, a, bit, a bit of a hack way to go, isn't it? But okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Much better just to talk about a flesh windmill. Um, yeah, a, a distracting tactic indeed. Um, are you at all concerned that on your lineup so far you've got a goalkeeper, a defender, and then what is essentially three midfielders? Oh, is that what I've done? Is, is a winger? <laughs> well, a winger is sort of a, a, like a, a, a side attacker, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Oh, and a centre and a midfield. Is that. Oh, my God. Yeah, like a, you could have a centre so... midfield, you could have a centre forward. Like, right. 
if you'd read the PDF we sent you, Matt. Look, um, basically, who's going to be your goal-scoring threat? Is it man and a kill? Is it Sean Connery or is it Nessie? Who's your big top goal scorer? That's what I need to hear from you. Uh, oh, it's going to be the Loch Ness monster. It's it's got yeah. four flaps, which I think means he's allowed to use all of them to kick. That's four times. No, that's two times the chances of a regular footballer. Quick math sure. there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no handball possibility with Nessie, which is obviously good. It's it's off the cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's my main, uh, my top picks. I was thinking, uh, now here's a theory about having a man who's doing cartwheels in a kilt. Uh, obviously, it's a, a bit of a shock tactic, but do you get used to it too early? Maybe the tactic should be first half, man in a kilt, and the, uh, you know, on a slightly gusty day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's that like, oh, oh no, oh, oh. And so there's almost the fear of, uh, of, of seeing uh, into the eye of the storm. And then second half, cartwheels. Otherwise, you just get used to a thing like that, wouldn't you? You just like, oh, I've seen it now. <laughs> I've seen it now. It's That's like, definitely it's what like... I feel when I see my own junk. Like, well, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, God, what's that? But now right, I'm so yeah. used to it, it just doesn't even phase me anymore. Exactly. It's like Jaws. Like, if, the, if you saw Robin's junk at the beginning of, uh, of, a, of a movie, you'd be like, ah! But then, yeah, by the end, you need to... By the end, you'd be like, that, kind of, that looks kind of friendly. I might, I'd be friends with that. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the animatronics clearly. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's very much like Robin's penis. Yeah, um, apparently when they were making that Robin's penis movie, there was a, it took a lot to try and get that thing to work. Like, there were, there were massive delays. Just didn't, massive, didn't massive delays. Yeah. Well, they just tried to yeah. hide it by the end. The delays um, were as big, as big as the penis. 160 yeah. grams of penis. A uh, little side note for listeners. Uh, we spent yeah. uh, the weekend, this weekend, gigging, and one of the things we did in the car was uh, Google how much the average human male penis weighs. It was 160 Tell them, Robin. There you 160 go, 160 grams. grams. What, what's uh, that? Yeah. How, that? That is lighter than a hamster. Lighter than a hamster. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's about the same weight as it. About the same weight as... Well, we reckon a billiard ball, but I definitely don't think my penis weighs the same as a billiard ball. I feel like a billiard ball is heavier than a hamster. This is all over the place. And importantly, not the topic of this podcast. (laughs) Matt, do you have any subs or any backroom staff that we should know about? Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a last-minute sub as a haggis, because if anyone can stomach the nerves, it's them. Uh, I obviously have Mary Queen of Scots. I mean, she would have been picked, but uh, the weather is actually quite good right now in Robin's garden, and there was a chance that she would just rain for a really long time. Uh, there's Robert Burns, uh, but he'll be seeking medical help because it really shouldn't burn. And uh, and the kidney stones will be provided by Iron Brew. Um, uh, finally, those, those are my players. Uh, oh, and I, I suppose I do have uh, the coach, which is a megabus. <laughs> because it's going to take you all the way. Uh, Matt, remind us of your Fantasy Five. Who have you got? I have Sean Connery, Fat Bastard, Nessie, Alexander Graham Bell, and a man in a kilt doing cartwheels. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's all over. We've got to now find out how our managers feel about the lineups. You've both heard what the others got to offer. Robin, that Scottish team, are you worried? Are you confident? Where are you at? Well, normally I famously am very worried and lose quite regularly in Fantasy Five, um, But I actually feel pretty good about this one. I've gone for a really attacking team and I've got some big names, some big, 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 big names. Mm. Matt, Matt, I was, you know, I'm not really that worried about Nessie. I just think that she's not in her natural environment. It's it's like trying to make, I don't know, a, a striker playing goal. It, you're not you're not using the skills to the best of her advantage because my garden is very dry. Um, and I'm not worried about about Naked Willy Man because um, 
on my team, well, most of them have willies, and the one who doesn't have a willy is a mother to twins, and so has definitely seen a willy at least once. So I'm not too worried in that sense. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Sean Connery. He'd probably be my biggest threat, I think. But outside of that, I'm not too worried. I feel good. I think I I predict a uh, a 2-0 win. It's coming home. All right. A confident England and Matt Scotland. Uh, How's the team talk going just pre-match? What are you telling your team? Are you you feeling good? What are you prepared to do? (laughs) What are you prepared to do? That's what's happening right now in the uh, in yeah. the locker room. <laughs> nice. uh, I am actually a bit worried. All this uh, willy talk. Yeah, I've got a, a man in a, ki- in a kilt doing cartwheels. But of course, Robin has a great big clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard their thoughts. Now let's hear a match. It's time for kickoff. Welcome to Robin's Garden Stadium. We've got a capacity crowd of nine, most of whom are perched on the little wall that technically belongs next door. Margaret Thatcher is interacting with all of the fans on her way into the stadium, but only the ones over the age of 18. Yeah, she really has no time for the minors. And we're off. Henry VIII with a back pass to Margaret Thatcher, who immediately wants to stop play. She thinks the ball is too big. Yes, it seems she will now spend a lot of time trying to reverse the high inflation. Robin Hood has seen one of his merry men in the crowd and shouts over to him. The whole Scottish team have abandoned the pitch to go over and see Robin's friend. How bizarre. Why has that happened? Oh, I see. They heard the word Friar and they just assumed it was dinner time. Friar Tuck is looking bewildered. But Robin Hood's looking delighted. He pounces on the ball, sends a shot fizzing into the open net. Yep. Oh, no surprises. Goalkeeper Fat Bastard was first in the queue for the Friar. It's 1-0 England. Nessie is lumbering up the pitch now. That's not Nessie. No, that's just a shadow on the pitch. No, no, actually, I think it, it looks kind of like some driftwood and maybe a rubber pipe or something. The ambiguous shape passes to Connery, who pauses. Oh, what's he doing? He seems convinced that a molehill in Robin's garden is actually a secret underground volcano lair. Sherlock takes advantage of the distraction and intercepts. Let's go over to David Attenborough at Pitchside for some insight into Nessie's game. David. Here we have the Loch Ness Monster, one of Scotland's largest sea creatures, making incredible strides down the left of the pitch. Beautiful, majestic, and ready to score a screamer. But for now, we wait. Thanks, David. Like caramel dripping into my ears. What a man, what a voice. Henry VIII in possession. Nessie slides in with the tackle. (laughs) It was a big slide and has actually torn up the halfway line. Now, the line's all messy. Oh dear. Oh, a shot on goal here from Holmes, but ah, Fat Bastard has saved it. Oh, I can't tell if that made him nervous or actually fully crap himself. Connery is there to investigate. Ah yes, he says he's shaken, not turd. It's a corner for Scotland here. Lining up the cross, of course, Sean Cornery. 
He whips it into the middle, and Big Ben somehow times his jump all wrong. It's fallen to Nessie, who really sticks out her neck, and... Oh, she nods it down into the English goal. One all. Nessie not quite showing as much pace as the team were hoping for here. Yeah, it's almost as if water-based animals don't fare too well on land. Just sort of looks like a beached whale. Actually, that is just Fat Bastard who's fallen over trying to get into the pitch-side crash. Half-time now, and it's all level at the break. It's cups of tea for the English. And full bottles of Buckfast for the Scots. The Scots are full of caffeinated tonic wine and begin with a surge of overconfidence. Alexander Graham Bell to Connery. To man in a kilt. Back to Connery. Connery ignores Nessie in space in the box. He, I mean, he's got to shoot from range. He'll never score from there. Big Ben is blinded by a glittering barrage of flashes as tourists climb over Robin's back fence to take the clock's picture. It's in. I'll never say never again. Well, I never. You said never. It's 2-1 to score. Well, what is going on here? Robin Hood is climbing up the scoreboard. Uh, he's making his way over to that 2-1 scoreline. He, he's trying to switch the scorecards, robbing the rich and giving to the... Oh, oh dear. He's been hit by a metal detector? Oh, it, it seems that Alexander Graham Bell has thrown the metal detector at the legendary bandit, both to knock him to the ground and to remind everyone that he also invented the metal detector. Oh, well, successful on both counts. Robin Hood is now on the floor rolling around in pain, and I know that AGB wasn't the one-hit wonder I assumed. The clock strikes two. Dong, dong, dong. Yep, there, the signature bell of Big Ben. No, no, that's the man in a kilt cartwheeling, and I can see his peen. Well, Robin Hood is still down by the scoreboard, and England are now subbing him off, bringing on super sub, Kesley He comes onto the pitch, and the crowd go wild for the Wonder Kid. So exciting to be here to see history being made. Henry VIII immediately passes to Kesley. We are expecting big things here. He is immediately dispossessed. Oh, well, that's, that's not following the script at all, is it? No, it looks like he's crying a bit. What? And now he's offering Sean Connery to come and see his tree housed while insisting that his dad could beat up Sean's dad any day. Is there any chance that this six-year-old lied and isn't actually a Premier League standard footballer after all? Astonishingly, it looks like maybe that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, now he's pretending to be Thunderbird too. What a dweeb. Sherlock Holmes is using his immense intelligence and deductive reasoning to try and find a weakness in the man in a kilt doing cartwheels. Ah yes, he looks like he's found it as he fires his totally legal gun at the exposed peen. Oh, it's like a firecracker went off in a haggis. There's nothing left. Oh, the man in a kilt has gone straight to Connery's private medical team to see if the peen can be saved. The nurse says maybe, and the doctor, no. Well, there's the final whistle. It's 2-1 to the Scots, and we said peen way too many times. Back to the studio.
What a game, the final of our Euro specials, and it's a win for Scotland, 2-1 against the odds. Robin, you led England to a loss, how do you feel? It's gone away, it's gone away, <laughs> it's gone away. That's how I feel. Sad. Matt, how are you feeling? Uh, hey, I mean, for a team of people who... Uh, well, we've walked away with one less peen than we started with. Uh, <laughs> Stop but... peen. <laughs> uh, so at least Hey Robin can be safe from the fact that he is a has-peen. <laughs> well, good. in astonishing news, that's where we're going to leave that section of the show. And in fact, it is where we are leaving our Euro specials. We hope to be back for season two of Fantasy Five soon. Keep an eye out. It may be on its way as sooner than you think, or never be back. Who knows? Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Do let us know what you thought about the teams, about the result on social media, and let us know what you think of Fantasy Vibe in general. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter. Please follow us. We're also that on Instagram and Facebook and like TikTok, everything. I could have just said social medias. Didn't. We'd like to say a huge thank you, of course, to our incredible producer, Paul, who has made us sound so good for 23 episodes so far. Uh, Thank you, Paul. Again, if you can, please follow Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider. You'll get news about Season 2 as soon as it comes about. Give us a five-star review if that's something you can do. Hey, there's there's no next fixture in, in our sites, Matt, so I, I guess it's just to see, see you soon, right? Yeah, maybe it's one last time to hit the showers. Mm. Hey, Sean Connery, what's a specialised American police unit called? Schwat. Oh, I, I said, what's a specialised American police unit called? Schwat is a specialised American police unit. Y- yeah, that, that's what I'm asking. Oh, boy. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.